dare do that. Welcome, everybody, to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whiskerware Apparel. Along with Chuck Davison, I'm Lyle Stokes, and tonight we have a spouses show. This will be the first ever spouses show. We have Amanda Morris, we have Jamie Mathena, and we have Larry Muse's wife Joyce with us on the show tonight. Chuck, how you, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Everybody going to talk about how? I hope they tell us where they're catching all their fish. Yeah, I hope I can get some of these secrets out of them that their husbands don't tell. What I want to know. They don't share the secrets with us, guys. I got news for you. Mind us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this ought to be a lot of fun, and we're really excited to have you ladies on the show with us tonight. We've been kind of planning this for some time, and, and, and getting all three of you on here at once uh, is a pretty good deal to, to have everybody on here. And, uh, you know, I've got some questions for you. I know Chuck has got some questions for you, and we'll be having some people, uh, I'm sure, uh, type in some questions in the chat, and we'll go through them as quickly as we can. Uh, but, you know, thank you guys for being on the show with us. And with that, Chuck, are you ready to get started? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Heck, yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, all right, Jamie. Um, when you when you uh, when you go out fishing with uh, Big Cat, um, what's your favorite place to to go fishing with him at? Uh, wherever the fish are biting, <laughs> wherever I can catch them. Uh, usually we'll hit the Missouri or uh, Mississippi. You know, check along the dikes and whatnot. But um, he's got many places. He's very river savvy, so if they're not biting in one spot, he's always got something up his sleeve to try something else. Right. Uh, do, do you help him cut the bait and stuff like that? Yes, I do. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty at all. Uh, do, do you have some special cuts that you like doing that uh, you think the fish like better than uh, ways that he cut it up? No, he does a pretty good job. He taught me how to cut the bait. I'd never fished with, you know, live bait before. It was always worms in the past. And then, you know, when I started fishing with him, he uses the live stuff. So he showed me how to cut it, and it works. We've caught some nice big ones. Great. Uh, so, so what's your biggest um, blue cat? A 54-pounder. Wow, that's a monster. Yeah. Where'd you catch yeah. him? The very first uh, big catfish I caught was um, many years ago in a little bitty tiny John boat that I'm surprised we didn't get pulled completely under the water with. We had to pull anchor. I was uh, reeling on that fish for about 30 minutes and it was a 47 pound blue. It, I was hooked after that. Going out on that river trying to catch the big ones, oh I loved it. Uh, but when, when he goes out of town, uh you don't you don't get to go on a whole lot of trips with them, do you? I don't, but a lot of that is my choice. Um, him and his mom, uh, you know, they they had a they're a good team, and she taught him everything that he knew, knows on fishing, and um, they've always had a good relationship. But once they started fishing together, their relationship just became so more rock solid. They talk more often. Um, you know, they spend more time together, and I kind of stay back. I do the, the prep work to get them ready, and, you know, like Lyle said, you know, help get the applications and the tournament fees in, and I, this is their thing. I kind of just sit back and support them from home, taking care of that stuff, and, and I let this be their thing. 
How hard is it for you to uh, the wait to see what the results are to after weigh-in? Are you uh, messages uh, sending them messages ahead of time saying, "Hey, do y'all got anything in the boat yet?" or uh, anything like that during the tournament? Yes, um, I used to be really bad at it. Like once an hour, call and text, and then I'd get like frustrated when I wouldn't hear from them, but. I'm sitting at home, so I'm thinking they have, you know, time to check their phone, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're busy, you know, um, putting new bait on or, or checking, going to different spots or hopefully, you know, bringing in the fish. And um, so I don't. I wait. I do it every couple hours, and then normally I know when the weigh-in is going to be over, and then within an hour of, of the weigh-in being over, then that's when I start really blowing their phones up. Uh, but what what's the biggest things that you do to help prepare them for the tournaments? <laughs> um, a lot of times I fill out the applications and I send the checks in. Um, I help Jason get bait. I pack all of his clothes. I get all of his fishing gear together. And if they're taking his truck, I have to clean up all the mess that he leaves in it. So Vicky actually has room to sit in there. Uh, the, does he have any superstitions or uh, any type of lucky clothings that he makes sure you pack for the tournaments? Usually I pack um, like Thin Mint candies or um, York peppermint patties. Those are his favorite and normally it keeps him happy <laughs> to eat those. I don't know if you would say that's necessarily a superstition thing, but, uh, but yeah, he likes having those with him on his trip. So he don't have any type of uh, lucky boxer shorts or anything like that that, that he makes sure. No, you, you must God. have some, Chuck. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go on to Amanda. How you doing, Amanda? Pretty good, Chuck. How are you tonight? Thanks for having me on your show. Great. Um, so where's your favorite places to go fish uh, with coral? Um, our favorite place is Wheeler or Wilson Lake in Alabama. I heard that. I was there this weekend. Uh, so y'all try to get down at least a few times a year? Uh, at least. Okay. So um, so how, how many tournaments do you get to, uh, you know, get to travel with him on uh, when he's traveling around? Not as many now as I used to. Um, I stay home a lot more. I, I I take care of my mother as well, so that makes it hard to travel. But I'm lucky that I get to go with him and pre-fish a lot. So I still get to go to the places, see the places, um, just not to the actual tournaments as much as I'd like to. So with his new company booming, uh, are you staying a lot busier than you were uh, just supporting him on the uh, tournament fishing? We stay busy nonstop. We have a really, really busy schedule. I bet his his new company is going to be doing pretty good, and I bet it's going to be hectic when these guys start calling and wanting bait, um, because sometimes it's so hard to get, and uh, y'all probably going to be getting calls all hours of the night, texts and messages wanting to know about bait. So get ready for that one. I'm not as I'm not involved in that really, so I I'm not the person to ask on that one. So the landscaping business keeps me busy enough. Okay, uh, but what's your what's your personal best blue? Uh, Forty-two pounds. Awesome. That's a good. One. Where'd you get it at? 
Um, Wheeler Lake. Wheeler Lake. All right. You broke up, Chuck. Have you caught any big ones out of Wilson Lake? Myself, no. Uh, the guys have caught quite a few. So Wilson and Wheeler are their two favorites. They haven't fished Pickwick a whole lot, but they fish those two frequently. Okay. Well, where's your favorite place to stay when you go down to Wheeler? Uh, Wheeler Cabins. You love the cabins, huh? Yes, I do. Oh, they're very nice. I like to have a cabin. It's one of the deals that when I get to travel with him, we get one of the cabins on the water. When they, he and his fishing partner are traveling, I stick them in the the end cabins, the inside cabins. Great. Well, uh, what what's the most important things that you do that you think helps him out the most preparing for these tournaments? Patience understanding, <laughs> putting up with the uh, iPad during dinner while he's researching his water and anywhere and everywhere we go. <laughs> well, that, that's very important when you're trying to get paid back for the money you're investing. So every little bit you study is, uh, pays off, hopefully. But I also do all the tournament registrations, hotel registrations, um, packing, making sure he's ready to go, kind of a double-check method for him. You know, when we've got packing and unpacking the truck and boat down to science, let me tell you. Uh, so scheduling is very important um, on all this. Oh, schedule is very important, yeah. Like I said, we have we we keep a pretty busy schedule, so you know we to get things lined out and him ready to go and things taken care of here at home and with our landscaping business and then back again. Yeah, scheduling is very important. Uh, does, does he ever does he have any kind of uh, superstitions or lucky clothings and stuff like that? <laughs> yes, he does have lucky clothing that has to be packed. <laughs> So what are those lucky clothes you got? He's got a specific shirt and a specific pair of pants that he wears on tournament day. Awesome. What about those sandals? I got to get me some because I know they catch some fish. Well, those sandals, he's got to have his sandals. He's known for his sandals. <laughs> but uh, it depends on the weather, whether or not the sandals get worn during tournament day. Oh, yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to have them on that winter blues. Oh, he has. Oh, yeah, he has. Uh, you was with him. Uh, did was you with him uh, this year at Winter Blues? Yes, I was. You was. I I I wasn't there on Saturday. I seen you last year. Um, taking lots and lots of pictures. I'm um, known for taking pictures. Everybody, just about everybody in the tournament circle, uh, says, "Oh, Amanda, can you send me the picture of you know?" Yeah, I like to take pictures. He teases me that uh, I treat his fish like Vogue models. <laughs> Well, that that's awesome. It's very important to have those memories and have them on, um, you know, digital. Um, you know, it's digital. It's so great now being able to keep stuff on computer instead of having loads and loads of albums, and it, it's just so great. I know all my cameras and phones are just so loaded up. I don't even know how to organize them. 
Yeah, that's a wintertime project one year when it doesn't snow. I'd love to get all my photos organized. So I I hear you there, Chuck. Okay. Um, I'm going to get on to Joyce now. How you doing, Joyce? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We've been waiting to get y'all on, and I know this is going to be a great show. we got a load of people in chat right now. Um, so... Um, Where's your favorite place to go fishing with Larry? Well, I don't fish that much. Um, the last time I was on the boat with him, I injured my neck, and so I hadn't been back on. Yeah, I mean, tra yeah, just fear of water. <laughs> yeah, the the traveling around and getting to go, you know, seeing places and shopping in different cities and the scenery and everything. Where's your favorite places to go when he? Um, when he's traveling around. Richmond, Virginia. Oh, you love Virginia, huh? Oh, it is beautiful. Uh, but what lake do y'all go to when y'all go out there? It's on the James River. James River, yes. I have on my bucket list. I haven't been able to make it yet. But, yeah, I seen y'all went out last year to the hourly event, and that's always great. And you work um, most all of the, um, the Bass Pro Shop tourneys? Yes. Yes, I've yeah. seen you quite a few. Uh, do you get to work them all, or is there just a selected few? Or no, I've been I've been working them since I think '05, and uh, I missed two during that time. Wow. That's awesome. My mom was very sick, and I missed when she was sick. And then last year, when I broke my kneecap, I of course couldn't go. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, so you've probably made more tournaments than Larry has on that circuit. I have. He's missed a couple more. Okay. That's yeah. great. That is that is um, outstanding right there. Um, so when you was fishing with him, what was your personal best blue? Oh, God. Not, not that big. I think it was like 26 pounds. That's still a trophy blue. That's a very nice fish. Most people have never caught one that big in their life. I was proud of it. I bet you are. That is a trophy fish right there. Um, yeah, I consider anything over 25 pounds a trophy yes. um, on the catfish. and um, So you've got a trophy fish, and there's people probably watching this show that haven't been able to reach that milestone yet. Um so Larry, Larry's got a very, very good um, competitive spirit about him. Uh, how much do you have to do with that competitive spirit that he's got? Well, I just try to, I try to support him in anything he's done. Uh, we used to do archery tournaments, and I supported him in that, and shot archery with him, which was fun. But this. Tournament trail is really, I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy meeting all the anglers. There's some wonderful anglers out there and their wives. And I just try to try to be there, you know, and support him and what he likes to do. Yeah, is this the best, uh, you know, I call it a community, you know, the, the group of catfishermen that we uh, routinely, you know, get to interact with. Is this one of the best groups of people that you've been around in the different types of things that y'all have done through your life? Oh, yes. I think so. I, I think so. Most, all of them. Anybody you meet is so 
positive and everything. And just well, like the catfish conference last weekend, I, I'm weekend before, I really enjoyed that because there were so many people we met from Arizona and from New Mexico and even from New York. And you know, when you can bring that many people together that are just for one purpose, you know, it, it's amazing to me. And, um, yeah, it's great. You know, going, you know, every once in a while when, when, you know, a team don't catch no fish and you know that they've got to hurry and get home and get to work, you know, they'll pull their boat straight out of the water and head out. But, you know, most of the time everybody stays and watches the whole way in. And, you know, I did a lot of bass fishing back in the early 90s and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the guys, when they would pull their boat out and they didn't have no fish, they would have attitudes and that they would just hook that boat up and they would just keep going. They wouldn't even hang around to see who won or anything. And it's just so great being around these weigh-ins. And even if I can't make the tournaments, I try to get there just to be around that weigh-in atmosphere because you just learn so much talking to everybody and, you know, just being around everybody. It's such a great atmosphere. Exactly. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, like you said, if they don't have fish, they, they're down and out. And the ones that have caught fish will go over and tell them, you know, hey, look, we have bad days too. Any any good fisherman will tell you that. They don't always have good days. Yeah, right. You know, all the guys seem to help each other as long as everybody's straight with each other and, you know, gets the right input. Nobody likes somebody not shooting straight with them, especially if they're shooting straight with them. Um, you know, and as long as everybody's a straight shooter, they're going to be able to get all the help that they can get. That's right, they are. Yes, and, uh, you know, I've seen that. You know, I've been pat on the back plenty of times, and it just makes me feel so good getting out with these guys and, and just being able to get out there and fish with them, and uh, the support they give me is great. Um, so tell me about uh, some lucky things that Larry's got to have with him. Is he a little bit superstitious? Well, one thing... The first tournament that he won, I think, with uh, his brother, we had stopped to get ice cream at, um, at right outside of Birmingham. And they mixed up. Larry ordered a quart of vanilla, and his brother ordered a pint of chocolate. Well, they did, they did it right the opposite. So they both ended up with a quart to eat, and they won the tournament. And they said it must be a... a ice cream thing. So he makes sure he eats plenty of ice cream before the party. <laughs> that, you know, but as far as clothes, no, he doesn't have any lucky clothes or anything like that. Okay, so he don't have any other kind of superstitious type things that um, that he thinks may uh, help him in the tourna tournaments except having uh, Jesus Christ in the boat with him every day? Right. Say a prayer before you go out. I heard that. That helps big time. Him and all of the fishermen when they leave that morning. Oh, great. All right, Joyce, uh, that's been great talking to you. I'm going to pass you all off to Lyle. I'm sure he's got a ton, and there's guys on the uh, chat, and they've, they're they asking all kind of questions. So, all right, Lyle, they're all yours. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Hey, Lyle. Hey, Jamie. Hey, if uh, if – if ice cream is the key to winning the tournament, if you have a tournament that you're going to down in the St. Louis area, go to Bobby's Frozen Custard. 
Guaranteed win. Yeah, I'm all over <laughs> hey, notice I don't miss too much ice cream. <laughs> yeah, best, best, best custard this side of Mississippi. Right, right there in Maryville, Illinois, I'll tell you what. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Jamie, you know, I've known Jason and Vicki for a long time, but I've never, ever met you. And a lot of that is because you stay home and take care of the house and the kids and all the stuff. Uh, while Jason and Vicky are going to these events, at some yeah. point down the road, do you feel like you'll be able to go to some of these events with them? I would, I would love to. I really would. I enjoy fishing. I was definitely blessed with the best mother-in-law on the planet. Um, you know, I enjoy me and Jason whenever he's pre-fishing or it's just a nice day. You know, we try to get out on the boat. And even if I have, you know, stuff that I'm doing with the kids, there's been times where he'd leave at five in the morning. And then I'd meet him somewhere along the banks at like 10, fish with him for a couple hours, and then he'd take me back to the bank so I can finish doing my errands or whatever it is I need to do. Um, so I, I would love to. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Like I said earlier, I don't want to step on, you know, their toes. It's just it's a beautiful thing that they have going, the fact that they're mother, son, and fishing these tournaments. And, you know, it, it's crazy crazy how well known they are and you know and the thing is is they're so grounded and level-headed about the whole thing like it shocks them that what we're in Indiana and somebody knows who I am or what you know we're hundreds of miles from home and and somebody's yelling my name across the parking lot so it's it's a cool thing I, I would really love to be part of it one day well that's outstanding you know I, w I would agree with you to the fact that uh, your mother-in-law is one of the sweetest and nicest ladies that's ever been on this earth. She's just a wonderful lady, and uh, I can't think of anybody that's had ever had anything but the greatest things to say about her. And uh, I had the pleasure of being in a boat with her uh, last year at a tournament, and we didn't do too good at the tournament. I'm telling you, I had so much fun. If we hadn't caught anything, it'd have been okay. Yeah. yeah she just really, really had a lot of fun, and uh, you know. Oh, I know right now is, is a tough time on Jason, and I want to ask you a question about that because he's having to work a lot of time, and I know that he's missed some tournaments due to that. And him and I have talked about it. And, you know, uh, good jobs are extremely hard to come by. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, the fishing will always be there, but if something happens to your job, you, you can't stand that. So uh, my question is how much does the fact that he's missing a few tournaments now having to work all the time, how, how does that does that bother him a whole lot? It, it does. It, it does. It, it's not so much about missing fishing. It is about <laughs> missing fishing itself and being out there with his mom. Because, uh, you know, like Chuck was saying earlier, how guys get so upset when they don't catch a fish and they leave the tournament as soon as they pull their boat out. That's not what Jason and Vicky is about. I mean, they're just about the the beauty of being out on the water and the calmness and serene that it, you know, it brings to somebody. And I can, you know, relate because I'm an outdoors person. I feel the same way when I'm out there. So it's more about that's his, his unwind time. That's his, you know, time to just sit back and relax. And 
so it's not so much about the tournaments itself. It's just you know fishing. He he just loves being out on the water, and if he can steal a few hours in between work and a midnight shift and a day shift, even though I haven't seen him in seven days, I tell him to go because you know a happy husband makes a happy wife, which makes a happy <laughs> life, right? There you go. <laughs> I, I was uh, fortunate yesterday, um, Saturday, was a tournament in St. Louis, and uh, Vicky showed up there, and it was a lot of fun seeing her. She didn't finish the tournament, but she was there. And uh, I actually got the invitation. He took a ride in uh, uh, Ken Pryor's boat, and they was they was out on the water for just a while. While and I got to see him, but I didn't It was good to you know know that he's working and can't make every tournament. That uh, you know they still come to the shows. They 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 show up and support everybody that's there, and and, and that's the difference uh, with a lot of the anglers with other tournament stuff versus what we have going on in catfishing. Yeah, he he was a little bummed they didn't get to go to that tournament, but he was pretty excited to see all the fisherman off and I mean it did it cut into his sleep he only got probably about four hours sleep before he had to turn around and do another 12 hour shift but you know it was worth it to him you know it's like you it's like a big family you right. know and you don't always get to see your family and if you get a chance to even go you know catch up for an hour you know it, it's worth it to him and that's what he did I completely understand um, Amanda you guys yes, go to a lot of tournaments in a lot of different areas, and I know you do a lot of photography work. Is there anything else that you do to help with the tournaments, uh, with directors and stuff, to, to help them get things done? I've pitched in on other, other items over the years. You know, if there was some audio problems or they were short-staffed, I've always offered to help. I, I'm not an idle person. Uh, Carl and I are very much alike like that. So if there's a way I can help, I always will. I mean, set up, take down, just like at the Catfish Conference, uh, which was an absolutely fantastic event. Um, my my hat goes off to Steve Douglas and Jim Jones or Jeff Jones. Uh, for that conference, it was fantastic. But David Asbury uh, had a little issue break, uh, tearing down his booth. You know, we chipped in and helped any way we can help. We're always there. Right. You know, and that was my next question. I was going to ask you about the conference. I I, I believe that that was uh, one of the best put together, well run uh, events in catfishing. And I've seen it a long time, and they've done it in like a two month period. is amazing. Uh, to have that go off as smooth and, and flawless as it did and uh, no arguments, nobody beating around the bush during the event. It was just very well organized, very well run, and uh, I, I believe that will be a lot bigger thing for next year and for years to come. Oh, I sure hope so because to be able to get everybody you know, together like that, the benefit of the networking, um, you know, it's like Carl has said numerous times over the years, just the information you get from one another. You know, I know Chuck said, talked about people not catching fish and heading home and not going to the weigh-in. And I understand there's times that, you know, I'm sure there's circumstances that people have to do that. But, you know, regardless of whether or not, you know, Carl has a fish or if he only has a 
one pound fish, he'll still weigh it in. We still stay at the weigh-ins, go to um, give everybody else support, and to be able to talk to people. That networking benefit, you know, is unmeasurable. I agree. You know, we, we didn't have a very good day at the tournament over the weekend. We actually had a guy drive in from Indiana uh, to fish that with us. We've gone three or four days down there, and it didn't work out for us, but we stayed till the last dog left nearly and, and uh, visited with everybody and congratulated all the people that won. Uh, we, we have uh, a really good time at, at so many of the tournaments, and, and um uh, of course, monsters. We talk about monsters on the Ohio a lot, but it is one of the most fun places we go. And I, I know I see you there every year, so I know that you you know what we're talking about. And now so that's a tournament that I am involved in with um, Aaron, and I mean he does a fantastic <laughs> job, and the the network of volunteers that he has been able to put together over the years to help him with that tournament. They do an absolutely wonderful job, and that tournament just grows every year, and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. I think that Wheeler is coming on. The Winter Blues on Wheeler tournament is another one that is jumping up there to say it's, a, it's something that everybody wants to go to every year, and uh, like monsters, once you go, you've got to keep going. You can't stop going. you got to keep going every year. Just uh, If nothing else, you want to see everybody, you know. Yes. And I look for I look for the Mississippi River Monster uh, tournament to be that way. Are you guys excited about that? Oh, we're very excited about that. So that that was a hot topic as it was building and registration was coming. So that is one tournament I will be at and am looking forward to. Oh, me too. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't hardly wait and. Um, is there ever a point in time where you think that you'll fish tournaments with Carl? Oh, that that has been a uh, topic over some years. Um, Carl has fished with uh, both the boys, um, and uh, his current friend Rob, a uh, very good friend. You know, and I've teased him over the years. You know, let me fish. You know, some tournaments. I fished some smaller tournaments with him, you know, um, smaller organizations, uh, but I don't know how, I've actually fished a Cabela's tournament with him once, but my level of fishing isn't quite serious enough for the tournament circuit. <laughs> so uh, my idea of fishing is put the pole in the water, read my book a little bit, you know, glance over at it, and so not quite serious enough right now. Well, I'm thinking that when Carl's in in and he's got his game face on, he's not looking at no book. No, he is not. <laughs> he, he's looking. He's looking at his iPad uh, weeks prior to a tournament. I mean, he prepares. He actually lays out his tournaments over the winter. And starts preparing for him. So, right. no, there there is no goofing off on the boat when you're on it with Carl. <laughs> well, and that's that's one of the many reasons why he's successful. You know, I I understand that, and I know you do. And 
that that's what makes Carl Morris Carl Morris. You know, he's ready to go every time he crawls in that boat. He knows that everything's well, where it should be and like it should be, and he's made the best game plan that he can put together for himself, and he's very successful with that. Uh, how much of how much of the planning and getting ready do you do other than than just entry fees and getting him in the truck and sending him off? Um. Do you well, do I mean, anything with boat, boat preparation or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as loading the boat, getting bait, um, I've helped him get bait before, um, making sure that, you know, all of the necessary, whether or not it be bat batteries, nets, um, depth finders, you know, like I said, we've got loading and unloading the boat down to science. We can pretty much do it in under probably 20, 25 minutes. We've got it down to science. We've got kind of like a checklist that we know goes into that boat, goes into that truck. Um, I help him with, you know, loading and unloading. Depending on whether or not you know I'm going with him, that makes a difference. Uh, preparing the night before to make sure he's ready, because like I said, especially during the tournaments in the springtime, that's our busy season in landscaping. So every minute counts, and just having a process to you know utilize every minute. Right, right, and I understand how that is because it is your busy time. He has been busy this winter too, though. It's 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 been a busy year. <laughs> Last year was a busy year. That's we were good, talking though. in the fall; there just didn't seem to be any breaks. So right, but we're able to steal away here and there. He's pretty That's good about that. When we good. get free fishing and relaxing a little bit. That's outstanding. All right, Joyce, do you yes. uh, do you help Larry prepare his game plan? Do you help him with the boat, or does he do all that by himself? He does most of it by himself. I'll go out if he needs somebody to help him, you know, hand him something, or, you know, like when he's washing the boat or something. But, but uh, And I help him put up skipjack when he goes and gets them. I'll have to call them, but I haven't in, in several years. Right, right. Well, I know you've had some, some knee issues yourself and, and uh, a very familiar subject around our house, but uh, when, when Larry's getting ready to go, uh, you know, I know he's pretty serious about his fishing. Is he irritable, or is he the same Larry every time, every day, whether he's fishing or not? If it's a new price that we're going to, he, he gets real uptight about it, and he'll, you know, especially after he pre-fishes, if he don't see any fish, he, will, he won't sleep much that night. He'll worry about it all night long, and he just, you know, it, if he's been there before, he feels more confident, but we're going to some new places this year, so I look for a irritable. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all get irritable from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. How far north do, does do you guys venture out in your tournaments that you attend? Well, we have been to Iowa, and uh, Virginia is about as far north as we go. And that's that's a pretty good trip. Iowa's a long way for you. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> now, Very long. Was you fishing the rivers up there? It was the Mississippi River. Yeah, up in Iowa. How far up did you go? Do you remember? Uh, Dubuque. Oh, man. You was in Channel Cat country up there. Yes. Larry oh. hates Channel Cats. <laughs> They're so much fun, and you get to you catch so many of them up there from, say, uh, north of Keokuk, like Burlington and places like that. They, they, You know, it's nothing to catch 30 or 40 of them a day up there. And they got some good Channel Cats. They're not like catching 100-pound blues, but, no. uh, you know, they're a lot of fun, and, and we enjoy those tournaments, too. Uh, Larry's equipment, he's pretty particular about his equipment. Do you help him keep them ready to go, or if he needs to put line on one or anything, do you assist him in any of that? Yes, I do. I couldn't imagine you not doing that. <laughs> now, he, I'm sure that he ties his own rigs up. You know, Larry had told me something, and I'm going to share this with you. I don't know if he's there or not. I'm sure that he is, but I'm going to tell you anyhow. Uh, when Larry was on our show, uh, Larry told us that when he ties his rigs, he always uses seven wraps on his rigs. Uh, it, it's a biblical thing. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but my grandfather was a Baptist minister his whole life and very hardcore at that. And I know that doesn't reflect very well towards me because I didn't pay a lot of attention, but uh, I never knew the seven-time thing. And ever since that he had said that, uh, I went from going eight to ten wraps on everything I tie to seven. And I don't know if it's if it'll make a difference, but it sure won't hurt, you know, and, and uh, that, that was something that really stuck with me, and, and uh, you know, I hope that, uh, that everybody's listened to all that stuff, because uh, a lot of the things he talked about not only relates to fishing, it relates to life, and it would be good for everybody to pay a little attention to some of those things. That's right. You know, at the Catfish Conference, he had a guy come up and tell him, that every time he ties his rig up, he remembers that, and it uh, makes him think of God, you know. And if he can tie one life out there, it's all worth it. Yeah, I agree so much, um, Jamie. Um, Jason is is very laid back person. Yes, he is. You know, he's just as calm and easy going, and I've seen him upset, but it takes quite a bit to upset him. If he's getting ready to go, and I know the answer to this, but uh, if he's getting ready to go and he has truck trouble or boat trouble or something goes wrong, is is he kind of upset? Yeah, yeah, he gets upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can tell that Jason would be more upset about that than, than not getting to go then getting to go and hear what was it last year, year before, he was loading his boat after a tournament and the transmission went out on the boat ramp. Now he was disappointed, but he wasn't mad about that. You know, he, right. you know that happened. It's it just something. With, but if that had happened at your house, he'd have been pretty upset, wouldn't he? He probably would have been the same, it, the same reaction, the boat ramp or the house. It, it doesn't really matter where it happens, it's just the fact that it happens. But even with something like that happening, and I've been with Jason for 17 years, and um, I've never, I mean, it takes a lot, a lot to get him, like, super, I, I've never seen him. I've never seen him 
so angry that he's, you know, fire coming out of his ears or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, that's one thing that'll get him. Well, is if his equipment, you know, breaks or for a while there, he was on a roll. It was his, you know, trouble with his motor, trouble with uh, the the key start, trouble with the um with the, the trailer. Yeah. You know, every time he fixes one thing thinking that he gets a step ahead, he always gets two steps back. He has bad luck when it comes to that, I'll tell you. He has bad luck with that truck here for a while. I mean, every time I'd see him, he was having issues with it, one thing after another. And uh, Well, you know, we got him a new one. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Colorado, four-wheel four drive, so he should be good now. Now, he has a, a very good friend that helps him with a lot of stuff. Uh, yes. Dwayne. And I would... Yes. Dwayne has, has, they've known each other since they was kids, is that right? Yes, Dwayne is more like a brother to him. I, I, that's what they both told me that. Now, yes. they fish some together, but they don't fish just abundance together, do they? Um, I mean, fun fishing, if they're just going out there, if their schedules match up, then they'll, they'll fish together, but like tournament stuff... Not so much, and and it's more so because of you know Jason and Vicky are right. are a good team, and you know nobody wants to step on their toes, in in that aspect. But I know Dwayne's joined them on a few of the tournament trails, and you know if even if Dwayne doesn't have time to spend the whole day fishing, he'll come out and help Jason get bait. You know he'll throw that net just as hard. You know. As, yep. as need be to help Jason get, get bait. He's definitely been Jason's right-hand man through um, a lot of issues that Jason's dealt with, with, you know, trucks breaking down or boats breaking down. I mean, that man knows a lot of, about a lot, let me tell you. Yep. He, he's definitely a, a good one to have on your side. He's just a good guy. And, and, you know, Jason, I know that either one of them would do anything for the other, and that's what makes that work out so well. Absolutely. Amanda, um, how long do you think Carl's going to be um, before he's ready to fish for a living down at Wheeler? I know he had told me that that's uh, yesterday. <laughs> if he had his way, but that that's a ways off yet. Well, he had um, mentioned the, the fact that that when he retires, that he'd like to go down there and live and maybe do a little guided or something. I assume that you were on the same wavelength with that. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that that is our retirement plan. But unfortunately, we're quite a few years away from that. So I understand. I understand. We, we do. We are making plans and steps towards it, so when we're ready, we will. It'll be an easy transition, but that, like I said, that's quite a few years off. And I guess uh, one of the things I would say that I do to support him as far as planning for trips is I let him bounce ideas off of me. You know, show me his iPad, show me the areas that he's targeting. You know, giving back some feedback on it. He, he, that is one of the things. You know, always bouncing ideas off and listening. So uh, he takes what you tell him to heart. Sometimes, sometimes I won't say all the time, but yes, yeah, sometimes. 
Joyce, does Larry ask you those questions? Have you look at places on maps and different areas that he's going to fish and run any of that stuff by you to get your opinion? No, he's never done that. I guess he figures I don't know enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I would assume the fact that you don't fish as much with him maybe has something to do with that. That's right. <laughs> So, Jamie, does Jason run any of that by you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He likes to talk things out and, you know, talk to me or talk to mom about it. But, yeah, yeah, he, he you know, doesn't always listen. But, you know, right. he, he right. knows the river better than, than I do. But, yeah, he'll, he'll roll, you know, some things off. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, um, from a man's point of view... Um, you can run stuff by someone else, and, and who better uh, to run it by than someone that they're familiar with as they are, you ladies. So they know, as I, as I do, that I'm going to get an honest opinion. It might not be what I want to hear, and it might not be what they want to hear, but right. it's your honest evaluation of the situation, what no matter what it is, if they ask you about it, they want to know how you feel about it, and it's, it's great that you all give him give them guys that kind of stuff. Chuck, have you got anything else for the ladies tonight? Uh, no, I, I done covered it about all. Not covered about all of it. Well, I'll tell you what, let's start with Joyce, and Joyce, if, if you have any... Uh, thing that you would like to mention about the show or about uh, helping Larry or anything like that or, or anybody that you'd like to thank for, for you guys' uh, uh, input on, on fishing or anything else and then we'll go from you to Amanda and then on to Jamie and you guys can just talk about stuff and uh, if you want to say something about something that we've overlooked that needs to be said just help yourself. Or anything that might uh, if other anglers wives are watching that may uh, you know, can help them out, um, you know, with their husbands and helping them out, you know, going to tournaments and stuff like that also would help. The only thing that I can think of would be to always try to support your husband in what he does because Larry and I have been married 37 years, be 38 this year. Congratulations, and, Joyce and Larry. Heck yeah. And it takes... You know, it takes, he has something that he likes to do. I have something that I like to do. But then we do that, we do the tournaments together. And you've got to find something that you can do together to be happy. If you're off doing your thing and he's off doing his thing, then, you know, it, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does. But, and for Jamie, I was going to tell her that the Big Cat Quest does do a hourly tournament where as many people as you can put in that boat that is rated for, that the boat is rated for, you can come fish. And oh, awesome. Jackson will have to tell you about them. They're really fun. I yeah, love that sounds great. Virginia. Uh, the Virginia tournament's going to be one. The other one will be out in Texas, Lake Fork, Texas. And uh, But they, they are really fun tournaments to do. But uh, so just because you're stepping back and you're still supporting your husband, you can you can come fish with him, you know, a couple of times a year. And that would be fun. <laughs> since Miss Vicky is older, 
you can still fish in the boat. You know, we, 55 and older, over, you can fish, or a lady can fish as a third partner for $50 more. So, but oh, well, thank I don't you know for that information. I do that or not. Um, I'm mad at me, but that way you won't be stuck at home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ms. Joyce. I appreciate it. That's been brought up a time or two because you guys have the ladies' rule. Yes. Does uh, Cabela's offer that, Amanda? I uh, no. They don't have the ladies' rule. Oh. But they do have the over sixty-five. Yeah, that so, they do. Nikki is over sixty-five, so she could still fish in the boat with them as a third partner. Absolutely. Is that right? Yep. Sure can. Sure enough. All right, Amanda. Maybe one of these tournaments, I'll get lucky and they'll let me come fishing with them. I've got something for you about there in just a minute. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Have you got anybody that you'd like to say about, or something that we missed that we should ask you about? Uh, well, I'd like I I'd like to mention that I'm not. I agree with Joyce. No matter what, you have to support your husband. You guys may not always agree, but I mean it's no different with the the fishing and the tournament trails and the time and the commitment. It's all about compromise. But I'm not the only person that you know supports Carl in this this sport. You know, I'd like to thank Fat Boys Custom Rods, you know, for their support over the years. Um, they've been great people to work with, not only with their product, but with their their help and their support. Um, I'd like to thank the two of you for having me on the show and giving Joyce, Jamie, and I the opportunities to kind of give you a little bit of an insight on what our perspectives are. That's right. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we've kind <laughs> Not of always easy. No, we've kind of looked into this and talked about it for some time and, and uh, uh, I, I think it was a great show, and I've really enjoyed it. Jamie, do you have anything that, that you would like to visit about that we missed about Jason or someone else that you'd like to talk about? Um, I think both the ladies summed it up earlier about supporting your husband and you know the compromise and, and being there. And um, Again, I'd also like to thank you and Chuck for inviting us on the show. Um, I'd also like to thank another one of Jason's really good friends, uh, Mr. John Becker. He's the owner of 111 Prop Shop. He's helped Jason out many a times in jams when he's out there on that river and something hits his prop and nicks it or bends it. And he, we've known John for many, many years, and um, he always, you know, is right there for Jason to help him. You know, he's got his prop shop down on 111, uh, right outside Granite City. Real, real, um, real supportive uh, fella. And then um, I just like to thank my kids too for, because they also sacrifice. It's not just me that sacrifices. You know, they've sacrificed over the years supporting dad in their tournaments and fishing. And um, only one out of the three really enjoys the fishing like me and Jason do, and that's that's Zachary. He in fact uh, fished this summer with Jason and Vicky during the tournament series. Um, but, but yeah, they understand, you know, how much dad loves it and what it means to him. And, you know, so they've had to, to give up time with dad, dad as well. But, um, 
But other than that, I mean, I think I agree. I think it was a really great show. I thank you again for having us on, and um, like to thank you also for sponsoring Jason. You know, with his uh, Black Horse Rides. I mean, he always has one of those in the boat. But other than that, I think it pretty much sums it up. Oh, and go to Bobby's Frozen Custard. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta try I'm that. I'm definitely yeah. gonna have to try that, Jamie. Absolutely. I don't work there or nothing. <laughs> you know, I want to mention something to you, ladies, and, and and you may or may not know about this, but we used to run the Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournament series, and we had a deal. Uh, and, and Alex is carrying it on. Alex is doing a really good job with those tournaments. And April the 24th on the Mississippi River in Canton, Missouri, is the yearly Jack and Jill tournament. Now, in, in the Twisted Cat tournaments, you're allowed three people to a boat uh, at any tournament, no age limits. So uh, a lot of times there'll be three guys, or there'll be uh, a couple of guys that are sons or daughters, or once in a while there'll be a wife. But the idea behind this tournament was to get more women and children involved in the sport. And in this tournament, you ha you can have three people, but at least one man and one woman per boat. You can have a third person of either sex. Uh, it's a great deal of fun. If you guys get a chance to run up there, it's usually an added money tournament, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not the big, big fish like they have in St. Louis on the Mississippi River, but some pretty nice fish caught up there usually, and uh, it would be a great time for any of you that would like to attend that. just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, I know you all have busy schedules, and, and I'm quite sure that Jason and Larry and, and Carl have all got their years planned out sometime before now, but I just thought that, it, you know, if you get a chance to run over there, it's a wonderful thing, and there's some of the greatest people in the world you'll ever meet at these catfish tournaments, as wow. you all well know. That would be Carl's birthday weekend, so maybe that'll be his birthday present that I get to fish that Jack and Jill tournament with him. Well, it would be a lot of fun. It, it's, it's a lot of fun, and, and like I say, a uh, great bunch of people that fish those tournaments, and, and uh, you know, you won't be disappointed in having a good time, I promise you. Chuck, have you got any closing statements? Yeah, I just want to remind everybody about the uh, Alabama Catfish Trails having their first tournament of the year Saturday on Wheeler Lake. Uh, it's going to be launching out of Ingalls Harbor at uh, 7 a.m., uh, and for the guys that are pre-fishing, uh, for the Cabela's on the 19th, this would be a good time to get out and do a little bit of pre-fishing for that tournament also. Um, the, the smaller local trails are, you know, doing all they all they can do to have these little tournaments before the big ones. Uh, so much for a free weekend. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have two in a row here on Wheeler, and then the, uh, the Hill Jacks are having one on Lay Lake. <laughs> uh, I think it's on the 26th of March, um, and that is going to uh, be the pre-fishing tournament for the uh, Cabela's two-day super event on Lay Lake on the uh, 1st and 2nd of April. So um, these local trails are, you know, pumping it up, bringing these small events, um, you know, and trying to get more local guys into it to um, – you know, change your perception around here in Alabama. We got so many bass tournaments on every 
boat ramp every weekend. There's hardly a, an available spot to park your boat. Um, and, and catfishing just isn't where it should be down here. But everybody we get out and uh, get them to try it, um, you know, they're sticking with it. So we're just trying to get them guys out and get a good taste of it. And um, hopefully, you know, we'll start building it up pretty good down here. Heck, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to remind everybody that Kansas City Catfish is having their opening uh, tournament this weekend on uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks. You guys can get in touch with uh, Brad Kilpatrick or go to Kansas City Catfish's uh, website, and they can get all the information there if you uh, get a chance to go up there. I, the weather is supposed to be pretty good here this week, and uh, the fish are probably doing well. I haven't been up there for a while, but uh, it'd be a great time and, and always a good turnout at that tournament. And I want to mention that March 26, Twisted Cat Outdoors, Lexington, Missouri, 7-3 to three tournament. Uh, can't tell you anything about it other than this will be the first one that Alex has had up there. Should be a great time. Be a lot of folks in there uh, from that area, plus the locals that will drive over that normally fish the tournament, so it ought to be a really good time. Ladies, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys coming on the show and visiting with Chuck and I. It has been a really lot of fun having you on here. Um, I hope that we was as courteous to you as you was to us. We tried. Um, I was a little late with things running. Had to go to Columbia, take Cindy to the doctor day, and one thing led to another. I was a little late getting home, and I'm sorry uh, to put you guys on hold like that, but things, things do come up, and uh, I plan on seeing each and every one of you at some time down the road at the tournaments. I know Amanda and Joyce, I'll be seeing you and Jamie. Uh, one of these, Jason and Cindy and I are going to go out and go fishing again one of these days. We've, we've done it once and we didn't have a very good day, but we had a lot of fun. And the yeah. next time we come down, I hope that you get to get in the boat and join us. I absolutely will. I'll make it a point to. That, that'll be fine. So, um, Ladies, thanks again for being on the show. And for Chuck Davison, I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly. Next week, we were supposed to have Jason Acock on the show. Something come up with his baseball uh, team that his son plays on, and he's, he's had to cancel on us. But we're going to have the ladies on that do the uh, uh, surveys for the Illinois University. And they're going to come on and tell us all about the, the studies that they do on on what catfish eat, how they grow, how they tag them, uh, all the studies, and they hope to have some results by next week. So it'll be a very interesting show. And these girls, uh, 60, 70 pound fish, they pick them up, they do all the stuff, they measure them, tag them, uh, take samples from them, and turn them, release them at, at tournaments all over the place. So it'll be a real interesting show. So uh, we'll see you next Monday night. Thanks for watching Catfish Weekly.